0: In this segment, we're back on the wine trail. Some of the hot topics that sommeliers talk about range from super Tuscans, coat wines, oak versus unoaked, new world versus old world. There's a plethora of discussions across the world of wine. But today, we're talking about the T word. It's not taste, it's not tannins, nor is it toasting levels. And it's not trichloroanisol, better known as TCA, a.k.a. cork taint. It's not that either. I'm talking about terroir. What? Terroir? What did you just call me? Terroir. Does it really exist or is it just a marketing ploy? You'll be surprised at how many Psalms and wine enthusiasts think it's highly overrated. Let's talk about it. Welcome to the Eat Live Love Train show. It's not a tagline, it's a lifestyle and a community of individuals devoted to food, wine, and wellness. I'm your host, Chef Shannon, professional private chef, certified sommelier, and certified wellness coach. Also, proud Air Force veteran. Hashtag gratitude. As you listen, this will be one of the best moments of your week, where you're entertained like a stand-up, educated like a TED Talk, and enlightened like a sermon. If you're new around here, you can find me at eatlivelovetrain.com, Feel free to like, share, and subscribe. You can listen over at iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Pandora, and Google Podcasts. Appreciate ya. And if you got something on your mind, feel free to DM me on Instagram at eat, live, love, train. Now, before I get on with today's topic, I would like to first acknowledge those that are being affected by the wildfires out on the West Coast. You and your family are in my thoughts and prayers. Having lived in the Napa Valley myself for nearly two years and having to evacuate during the 2017 wildfires was disorienting to say the least. And in the wake of these recent fires, thousands of people have been displaced from their homes and businesses. So if you would like to know how you can support first responders in these communities, here are three initiatives that you can donate towards providing assistance and relief to wildfire victims. The Napa Valley Community Foundation, Sonoma County Resilience Fund and the American Red Cross. The Napa Valley Community Foundation has distributed more than 25 million dollars to assist those affected by disasters in the Napa Valley in recent years. The Sonoma County Resilience Fund has made more than 10 million dollars in grants to support nonprofit organizations working on the front lines of disaster recovery. And the American Red Cross thus far has served more than 212,000 meals and snacks with the help of their affiliates. They've also distributed nearly 20,000 relief items and mobilized more than 1,000 volunteers, both on the ground and virtually. So big shout out to these organizations, communities, and others as they double down with their support efforts. I love this country, and I'm proud to be American. Now, as we segue into the T word, terroir, What is terroir? The concept of terroir eludes many people across the wine industry, more especially new consumers. Even so, I believe that the most novice of wine aficionados can still appreciate a unique example in a glass of wine. Over the years, I've learned that there are some master sommeliers that do not believe in the notion of terroir. Having spent 21 years as an expat living in Europe and studying gastronomy, this really puzzled me. After all, despite the similarities, there are vast differences between wines of the old world and the new world that are common knowledge to even the most novice consumer. Those differences particularly show up in the usual suspects of alcohol composition, oak integration, fruit development, tannin, and acid levels. All of these allude to a manner of terroir. Many times, the same components are the exact opposite of each other, when determining if a wine is from the new world or the old world. That being said, so how could one ignore the concept of terroir? There are many that believe that the word terroir is quite saturated across the industry, and as a result, there are some that repudiate the notion of it. Not so much to say that terroir does not exist at all, but rather to say that the word is too pervasive, subjective, and abused in such a way that it detracts and brings defamation to the wine. Therein lies the challenge of terroir, context and perspective. As a chef and sommelier, the word terroir will inevitably come up during tasting events or food and wine pairings that I host for my clients. Now this usually veers off into an engaging, deep topic of contention between new and old world wines. The word terroir is derived from the French word terre that translates into the earth or ground, which points to the importance of the soil being a conduit between wine and the environment. During my time in Napa Valley, I found it magnificent that there seemed to be two separate tribes that either lobby for terroir. Or de emphasize its relevance. Now, let me make it perfectly clear. I can understand both sides of the argument because one conveys the prestige associated with being a well informed wine drinker. The other feels as if consumers are over exaggerating, as if they are always reaching or searching for an enchanted place that points to a specific location on the globe with mesmerizing regions. I can also understand how this could be used and exploited as an overarching marketing ploy, particularly for world-renowned regions. The argument can be made that this is the case between regions of Burgundy or Bordeaux. Many feel as if the producers of the old world are using it as an overzealous marketing scheme because it raises the prices of wines from these locations, simply because they're produced there, rather than the wine standing out on its own merit. This can also lead to a saturated market regardless of the vintage or house the wine comes from because it is common knowledge that these two regions have established a legacy brand. There may be times when this can be manipulated or abused, and there are those that leverage this in detail. The old adage of a rising tide lifts all boats comes to mind. Certainly, the same could be said for New World wines. Although the approach may be different in the New World because it's still young, the same thing also happens here. Because of the famous Napa Valley cult wines, the region also benefits from marketing, albeit slightly different. Instead of exploitation, I believe that the terroir factor has some other variables in play that increase marketing value in the Napa Valley. Obvious variables such as premium real estate prices, increasing prices in grapes, restricted building permits, tourism, Michelin-starred restaurants, and moderate temperatures throughout the year have also increased a legacy brand throughout the Napa and Sonoma Valley. As such, terroir seems not to be the primary focus, as the viniculture practices there tends to be much more modern, which elicits more robust fruits, higher oak integration, and higher alcohol levels. Additionally, the notion of esteemed regions and special houses across the valley are not as renowned as those of Bordeaux or Burgundy. Instead, in many cases, these regions hold hidden gems that only frequent travelers or local residents are abundantly aware of. So, although terroir is less of a focus there, it still brings in revenue for the state. Pre-COVID, wine tourism was highly sought after by consumers and it was understandable that the wine having a sense of place had become highly lucrative thanks to the terroir factor. This isn't necessarily a negative thing in my opinion, because there are many socioeconomic benefactors that are positive for California's wine industry, as the focus is less on terroir and more on vineyard best practices and taking an experimental approach towards viniculture. How significant terroir is in large part depends on which side of the world you live. In the summer of 2017, I moved back to the United States, and I could vividly recall many European marketing agencies promoting terroir as a primary component to their advertising strategies. These marketing campaigns spanned from renowned regions in France, Germany, Italy, and Spain, each pointing out. That a sense of place in terroir establishes a differential advantage that is centric to their respective locations. And again, pre-COVID, there was increased tourism destinations and wine tourism had gone global. That meant more consumers spending more money in different parts of the country. In the grand scheme of things, for the novice consumer, terroir may really be an operative term and therefore have much relevance Many collectors buy into this unique sense of place advertising, as it portrays a highly desirable product that is noteworthy, rare, and only can be obtained in special areas. This is very comprehensible as wine, in my opinion, is starting to be seen as an investment. Both the global fine wine market and the secondary market generates over $306 billion. This can best be illustrated by auctions held both here in the New World and Old World one of the most highly acclaimed wine events that takes place is the premier napa valley wine auction wine auctions have become another component to increase tourism as it happens worldwide and brings in millions of dollars for the state making wine and investing in wine is not the same thing as investing in real estate or precious metals but it has increased each year this can be attributed to the brilliant marketing tactics and strategies employed on a global scale by both new and old world wine connoisseurs all in the hype of terroir. Irrespective of which tribe a person is on, people cannot ignore the attention and topics of hot discussion that have ensued because of it. That cannot be denied. What I also appreciate that the terroir factor is brought is that we are addressing and discussing wine on a worldwide spectrum. Personally, I find it fascinating and intriguing, having seen and visited many vineyards of the Old World, from Moet and Chandon, Dom Perignon, and many more majestic, throughout the Napa and Sonoma Valleys in the New World, I do believe in terroir, both in a traditional sense as well as a modern sense. Also as a certified wellness coach, I have a firm unequivocal belief in human DNA epigenetics, In order to optimize results in lifestyle, they must first seek changes in their respective environments. Therefore, I believe the same to be true in viticulture and viniculture as the terroir affects the life cycle of the vine. The environment is paramount to how the genes of the vine are expressed and the outcome of its fruit. This is best illustrated by the microflora and its effect on a vineyard's terroir. Furthermore, There is another intricate variable that is often overlooked, but just as important as the elevation, scope, climate, and soil. The vintner is just as much a part of terroir as the topography. In some ways, they are more important. The vintner does not only represent sound vineyard management, they also represent a lineage of farmers. They represent generations of producers that go back several generations or more. They represent a craft that has been practiced through times of feast, famine, socio-economic constraints, and even world wars. Yet and still, the vine survives and thrives. This critical skill set is passed down generation to generation and evolves over time as technological advances in science gives way to better production in the vineyard. Terroir, the T word, is unique. It has a sense of place spirit of place, and it is centric to its respective location. The vintner must tend to the vineyard, adjust to conditions, implement strategies, and adapt to an ever-changing environment, particularly in the onset of global warming. Consideration must also be given to the vintner's innovative style and the willingness to be a change agent. The producer has done this for centuries And as the climate changes and the world evolves, the vintner must also change. We must never lose context or perspective of this. These are my thoughts. If you're a wine connoisseur, where do you stand? Is terroir really a thing? Does it really matter? Is it being glamorized due to marketing? Or do you think the T-word is way too pervasive? I'm curious to hear what's on your mind. Comment below or DM me on Instagram at Train. And if you have a wine topic that you would like for me to address, send me your questions at chef salm at eatlifelovetrain.com. I'm your host, Chef Shannon. Please like, share, and subscribe. And thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen. And for those of you that may be new to wine, I'll leave you with this last thought. Not every bottle has to be life-changing, but it should be enjoyable because there's only one cardinal rule you must know, and that's do you like wine? If the answer's yes, then therein lies a narrative that needs to be explored by both you and your palate. So spend a lifetime learning and exploring the joy of wine varietal bliss. I'll see you next time.